Chris, home of Major League Baseball's Toronto Blue Jays, the Rogers Center opened in 1989 as the Sky Dome, the world's first sports arena to feature a fully retractable what? Uh, baseball stadium. Or roof. Roof is the correct answer. Nick, where is Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest held each 4th of July? Uh, it's Coney Island, New York. Coney Island is a correct answer. Aaron, the first James Bond film that starred Daniel Craig was also the name of the first James Bond book by Ian Fleming. What was that name? Come on. Um, Spectre? I'm sorry. The answer is Casino Royale. Sure. Then pink ladies and Granny Smiths are types of what fruit? Apples. Apples is a correct answer. Chris, what pop star known for being swift on his feet took an ownership stake in MySpace in 2011? Uh, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake is correct. Nick, what company was initially known as Blue Ribbon Sports? Nike. Nike is a correct answer. Aaron, in 2010, what food mascot was given a makeover and new voice, courtesy of Robert Downey Jr.? I don't know. Tony the Tiger. No, it was uh, Mr. Peanut, actually. Ben, what famous landmark was shipped to the U.S. in 350 pieces aboard the French freighter Izare? Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty is a correct answer. Chris, within four either way, how many acts performed during the three-day festival at Woodstock in 1969? 27. I'm sorry, that's just outside the range. It was 32. Nick, on which animated 1960s TV series were the household appliances powered by animals? Uh, the Flintstones. The Flintstones is a correct answer. Aaron, what reality star had her famous catchphrases, I die and bananas, trademarked in 2009? I would like to object to these questions because I've known everyone except for the ones I've gotten. <laughs> is it Paris Hilton? Uh, I'm sorry, it's Rachel Zoe. Who? <laughs> ben, in the military, a Huey is a type of what? Weapon. I'm sorry, the answer is helicopter. Chris, what word comes from the Greek for I have found it? Eureka. Eureka is a correct answer. Nick, in which U.S. city, known for its rich musical history, also boasts the world's only full-scale replica of Greece's famed Parthenon? Nashville. Nashville is a correct answer. Aaron, what legendary player had his number retired by every Major League Baseball club in 1997? Is it Jackie Robinson? It is Jackie Robinson. Ben, in 1981, Ronald Reagan fired nearly 11,000 Paco members who were on strike. What were their professions? Uh, sanitation. I'm sorry, they were air traffic controllers. Chris, what member of music royalty did Michael Jackson marry in 1994? Um, Lisa Marie Presley. That is a correct answer. Nick, by definition, Angora wool comes from one of two animals, the Angora goat or the Angora what? Oh, God, this is a 50-50, an alpaca. I'm sorry, the answer is rabbit. Aaron, in the 1996 Summer Olympics, what country won both the gold and silver medals in women's beach volleyball? Is that the United States? I'm sorry, it was Brazil. And Ben, a key component in their company logo, Pixar's mascot Luxo Jr. is a what? Lamp. He is a dusk lamp. And at the end of the hot seat cold open, Chris has 400, Nick has 400, Aaron has 100, and Ben has 300. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia. First was the hot seat round. 
Each player received five questions worth 100 points each. Next, teams will be randomized with their hot seat scores combined and 1,000 points added to each team. Teams will receive up to four sets of three questions. Each team will answer the same questions and wager 100, 200, or 300 points on their confidence. They will gain or lose their wager based on whether they get it right or not. They will also bet those same values on how difficult they think it will be for their opponents. If their opponent gets it correct, they lose their wager. But if their opponent gets it wrong, they will win their bet. After four sets of questions or when a team runs out of points, the first round will end with the team with fewer points being eliminated. At this point, the friends become the enemies. The remaining team will divide whatever points they have left and play again against each other with the same rules. In this round, locking in an answer will trigger a 30 second timer for the other player to register their answer. After four sets of questions or when a player runs out of points, we will crown this week's frenemy champion. Now, let's start the show. Welcome to Frenemy Trivia, where friends quickly become enemies. I'm your host, Tim, and joining me is my co-host, the the Goku to my Vegeta, Brittany. Brittany, how you doing and what you drinking? Hey, Tim. I don't think I've ever been introduced as the Goku to someone's Vegeta before, but I like the implication that you're the evil one. Um, it, 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 it's more that you're the better one, and I just think I am. I uh, mean, Vegeta was cooler. His hair was better. Um, but... I'm doing just fine. I'm really excited about this group we have today. Uh, as far as what I'm drinking, I'm keeping it classic today with uh, not alcohol. I don't know why that's keeping it classic. I drink on most of these, but this time I'm having a Coke Zero cherry flavor. So get that nice cam pop still. Ooh, and the fizz. Yeah, it's fizzing a lot. I don't remember shaking this can, but I possibly did, but not that hard, I guess. So, uh, <laughs> At least it didn't like spray up into your face. Uh, true. That would have been a different podcast experience, I guess. But... <laughs> That's I, for Frenemy I, After Dark. <laughs> we're, we're talking about Vegeta's. We're talking about spraying in the face. What kind of podcast am I on here? Uh, one with an explicit tag, Chris. Oh, <laughs> yeah, if somebody starts calling somebody senpai, I'm going to know exactly what's oh. going on here. Is that a Kanban reference that I haven't heard of? Oh. <laughs> oh, it's a Kanban, all right. <laughs> it's a signal for sure, Chris. <laughs> all right. Well, we're starting to hear them already, so let's go ahead and meet today's players. You heard them in the hot seat first off in Jacksonville, Florida. It's Chris Hollister. Chris, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider to be your frenemy? Mm, let's see. Uh, I am doing very well tonight. It's a Thursday night when you're recording this. I'm feeling fantastic. I am drinking from the Double Cola, Double Cola Company. That is Diet Ski. And, uh, and it is a lovely citrus flavor. Uh, 10 calories for the diet. 180 for the non-diet. Just to let you know. Just in case you're wondering. And uh, who would I consider a friend of me? Well, I have to kind of go with the guy that I started a podcast with all those years ago and say, Jonathan Oaks, because there is nobody in this world that I want to beat with a trivia stick than him. (laughs) (laughs) Trivia stick. (laughs) Oh, we might already have our episode title. (laughs) Oh, man. And if you guys want to keep that, that is all yours. 
Wow. I have not done that or said that until right now. So that's all yours. Well, we are glad to have you next up in Washington, D.C. It's Nick Groves. Nick, same question to you. How are you doing? What are you drinking? And who would you consider your frenemy? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm excited to play the game tonight. Uh, I am drinking uh, or was drinking whiskey. I need a refill. So let's hurry <laughs> this along. Uh, and uh, who would I consider my frenemy? Um, I'm I'm going to have to go with, uh, this is probably an obvious one, but... Um, the Hamburglar. Uh, I agree with his. <laughs> I agree with his cause, but not with his methods. So we butt heads a lot. You know, I can't argue with that. You know, I mean, I want a burger. Yeah, I just don't I want, want to who steal doesn't it. want a burger. Right, exactly. exactly. Yes, just pay for the burger. It's like a dollar. Even if you're vegetarian <laughs> or vegan, there are still vegetarian vegan burgers out there. Lots They're of options. Perfect. It is yeah. the perfect food. Let's just be honest. Exactly. I don't know what I expected. That was the obvious answer. I don't know what I expected. <laughs> this might be obvious, but <laughs> it was not the Hamburglar. <laughs> oh, Lord, this is going to be a great show as we welcome in from Richmond, Virginia, Aaron Barclay. Aaron, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your friend of me? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm every time someone speaks, I get more confused, but for different reasons. Um and I worry it's only going to get worse. I am drinking a Lemoncello LaCroix because I got drunk last night and I don't need to repeat that tonight. Um, <laughs> oops. Um, my friend of me, I was going to say Nick Groves, but that does feel like the obvious answer. Um, I think... Today, my, my frenemy is going to be Orange Cat because he is alternating between sitting directly in front of the microphone and sneezing and sitting in my lap and purring. And sticking uh, his butt in your face we've seen a few times, too. So there's that. Yes. That, yeah. that, that is the that's... definition of a frenemy. Yes. And the definition of an orange cat. So. <laughs> and finally, in Jacksonville, Florida, it's Ben Young. Ben, how you doing? What you drinking? And who would you consider your friend of me? Uh, hey, I'm doing great. I am drinking the finest Cabernet Sauvignon that Publix has to offer. And by finest, uh, I mean cheapest. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend of me, I'm going to say, is Publix. Because while shopping definitely is a pleasure there, they're a big reason why I can't keep any money in my in my pocket. <laughs> And I thought you were going to say it was my wife, Ben. Not going to lie. <laughs> oh, yes. Angela Hollister is my frenemy. Yes. 100%. What did Angela do to you? Oh, you need to well, wait until so, you play board Ang games with Angie. Angela's a wonderful uh, person. Angie's a wonderful person. She but is. she always targets me because she thinks I'm a better player than she is. So if it's, a, if it's anything, screw your neighbor. Oh, I'm getting screwed hard. Like, that's just going to happen. It's hard <laughs> to win risk when everybody attacks you first, isn't it? Regardless of strategy or layout. Yes, and he's getting it with his yep. pants on, too. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the worst way to get screwed. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is going to be a great episode. Uh, I'm excited for this one. Uh, I am busting out. I'm drinking tonight. This is from Big Storm Brewing Company, which is in uh pinellas park florida oh okay uh, so tampa it's I, near tampa yeah, I, I got this one from uh pub trivia experience host chris Ligori uh when we were down for the trivial warfare meetup 
and uh, we did a little bit of a beer swap. This is the Bromosa Tangerine IPA. <laughs> Bromosa. It's, it's Matt Riddle's favorite drink, Ben. Oh, indeed so. it is. Well, it has to be THC infused to be Matt Riddle's favorite drink. Oh, that's true. Whatever. That's factually correct. <laughs> I hate the name. They could have gone Mabrosa so easily. Oh. <laughs> Trademark well it and brew it there, Brittany. Mm. Like, I have time. <laughs> I don't even know how. <laughs> so we are going to jump into the team round here and our matchup today. Uh, we've got Chris and Ben on one team. They're going to start with 1,700 points. We've combined your scores. We've added 1,000 points just for good measure. Uh, they're going to go, uh, well, we'll let you introduce. Chris and Ben, what's your team name going to be tonight? Go ahead, Chris. Well, you know, um, Ben and I are just huge fans of Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. And No, I'm just kidding. Uh, because of the names, uh, his first part of the name, my last part of the name, we're going with Benifer. Benifer, B-E-N-O-P-H-E-R. We've got Team Benifer taking on the team of Aaron and Nick. What's your team name going to be? Uh, well, so, yeah, we figured that uh... – you know, this is a, a, a battling of uh, trivial warfare hosts. Uh, we've got Ben and Chris on one side as the old guard. Uh, Aaron and I are both new additions to the show. I, can we be called new additions to the show 18 months in? I think we're... You can be a new addition. We're newer. You can be a new addition. No, no, no. no. We're, yeah. the, we're the new hotness. You're the old guard. We're the new hotness. So we are you, team you, new hotness. You could, right. you could go by newer edition. Yeah. Newest. I, are, I already want to need um need Nick in a private area right now. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that did not take long. Yeah. Aaron, just to let you know, good luck in trying to talk today, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Team Benefer is gonna start with seventeen hundred points. Team New Hotness is gonna start with fifteen hundred as we enter section one of round one our categories in section one are a raucous in caracas which is a history question a world war ii parody of a lepidopteran coming of age tale which is a geography question and no crust for me thanks which is a music question go ahead and send Brittany your wagers I'm going to talk now. The issue we're going to run into here is that Nick and I both take identical approaches to wagering, which is we look at our partner and go, I don't give a shit. You pay. <laughs> um, so, Nick, I appreciate you throwing out numbers, and I hearted it, and that is why we're locked in. All right, Tim, I have both sets of wagers locked in. All right. Our first question is in the category of Arrakis in Caracas, which is a history question. What Venezuelan, born in 1949, conducted a series of assassinations and bombings between 1973 and 1985, including a raid on the OPEC headquarters in 1975? It's a good thing you guys started off easy on the first question. Question one, we're already causing problems. <laughs> I expected nothing less, honestly. Uh, I mean, if you answer anything other than cool we've got Ooh, no. yeah <laughs> i i've I been on a podcast with you before nick <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right uh we are benifer is locked in team benifer is locked in team new hotness go ahead and talk it out 
We're waiting on a ruling from you guys. No, well, we can talk it out, and then they can give us a ruling in real time, right? Mm. Oh, that's true. That's exciting. Yeah, it's much better that way. Um, especially giving the suspense to Tim that there's a ruling incoming. Uh, so basically this question for me boiled down to name a Venezuelan terrorist. Um, so Aaron and I went back and forth for a solid three or four minutes, just naming name after name, after name, after name of the obvious choices. Um, and then, (laughs) uh, and then we, uh, we ended up pulling, um, a nickname for a terrorist, which was the Jackal. Uh, that seemed like the only actual thing that we could associate with Venezuelan terrorism, or at least the only thing <laughs> I could. Uh, and that's what we want to go with is the Jackal. Uh, if you ask for a real name, uh, no. <laughs> I'm just super excited that you chose a really awesome scene from the West Wing. So thank you for that. <laughs> that's right. Episode 18, uh, six meetings before lunch, just it was in also, case anybody's wondering. Yeah, it was also uh, a Bruce Willis movie, I think, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I want to say and parts Gere. of it were filmed in Richmond. Like, there's some association here with that movie, which I have not seen. <laughs> All right, so Team New Hotness is locking in with? The Jackal. Okay. And Team Benefer, what did you lock in with? All right, so I, I went to Chris and I'm like, there's only one person that I know of that this could be. Could be totally wrong. Couldn't think of his name. So I was like, Chris, this is the dude who the wrestler Daniel Bryan had a parody of on his shirt. <laughs> Chris is like, Che? I was like, yes, Che Guevara. That's who I'm thinking about. So we locked in with a probably totally wrong answer of Che Guevara. Yeah, I literally have never heard this story before, so I'm interested in learning more about it afterwards. But hey, maybe we could be right, even though I think Che Guevara was all about Cuba. But sure, why not? Dude, I don't know. That's the only that's look, it is what it is. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Team Benefer, what did you guys wager on yourselves and your opponents? Uh, had to remember. So we wagered 100 points on ourselves and 200 points on our uh, opponents. All right. And Team New Hotness, what did you guys wager here? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> was this our 200 points? I remember. Yeah. I'm letting you answer. This was the, we bet oh, 300. 300 no, on, bo- okay, two... go ahead. You did three bills? Well, oh, no, you're, you're right. You're, you're right. You're, okay. No, no, you're right. I'm wrong. Go ahead. Ah, it's not like y'all wrote it down or anything <laughs> we did nick apparently has become illiterate in the last six minutes i i need popcorn for this <laughs> all right all right so you wagered what on yourselves yes 200 on us and them okay so you wagered 200 both ways okay so this was so so the story goes uh the raid on the OPEC headquarters, he fought for the the Palestinian Liberation Front for many years. Uh, Eventually, I think he was kicked out uh, because he didn't really align with what they were uh, wanting to go for. But at one point, he led a raid on OPEC headquarters where the goal was they were going to, they they demanded a plane, they took all of the um, emissaries to OPEC, hostage and they were supposed to execute i know the saudi emissary and one other i can't remember 
Uh, but I wrote this question because he was arrested uh, this week in history. Uh, this is Carlos the Jackal. Wow. Yes. Yes. Good His job. Name is Carlos the Jackal, and he is still in prison to this day. Uh, we are going to give you credit for the Jackal, obviously. He's known as Carlos the Jackal, but we're going to yeah, give you credit. Yeah, of course. It's a last name. It makes sense. I mean, <laughs> last, name, last names only. What's his real name? Uh, the Jackal. His real, his real name is Illich Ramirez Sanchez. Oh, so I had zero chance. Like, even if yeah, I had yeah. Carlos. But he is known as Carlos the Jackal. All right. I thought that was like Sean Connery's character in the Highlander. So, <laughs> uh, well, there can only be one correct answer that time. So, uh, Team New Hotness picks up four hundred points, and Team Benifer loses three hundred as we go into question two. The f- I just served you up a slow pitch softball, Brittany. That was fantastic. Well done. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Question number two is in the category of a World War II parody of a Lepidopteran coming-of-age tale, which is a geography question, obviously. Complete this list of landlocked countries in alphabetical order. Chechia, Eswatini, Ethiopia, blank, Kazakhstan. I think you made up some of those countries. <laughs> Nick, is that a typo? Are you in distress? No, I'm no. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Chris, read what I wrote again. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I... <clears throat> oh, mother. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. If you're feeling comfortable with your answer, then I'm okay with it. Yeah, I say let's lock that in. Team Benefer has locked in. Nick and Aaron, Team New Hotness, talk it out. Oh, that's it. That's the. Okay. Okay, Aaron, you're brilliant. Oh, good. Uh, Thanks. I agree. What did I do? Uh, you 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 told me what the answer is. Okay. But it's but Lepidopterist is butterfly. Right. And the category title, what was the category title? A Lepidopter in World War II coming of age story, which is Madame Butterfly, I guess. Uh, no, it's the movie. very hungry caterpillar. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so hungry okay. is a country that starts with H, which is in between uh-huh. F and I. And hungry is a landlocked country, I believe. Oh, I didn't. I didn't contribute to this in any way at all, but I appreciate the problem. Well, you, you said you said butterfly, which made me think of uh, coming of age. A butterfly coming of age is a caterpillar. Catap- okay. And then the caterpillar story it. is very hungry caterpillar. Hungry is a country. That was all you. Mm-hmm. I'll sure I'll take it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're good locking in with hungry. Yeah. All right, we're locking in with hungry. Team New Hotness locks in with Hungry. Team Benefer, what did you say? Yeah, so Chris doesn't know the alphabet. <laughs> so, I'm like, just, Chris, I'm are like, you really disagreeing with me on a, on a spelling issue? <laughs> Look, Ben, you're supposed to be my frenemy here, all right? I'm not feeling the friend part of it. <laughs> I'm feeling more the enemy of it, okay? Anyway, Ben, go ahead, bud. 
so I was like, okay, you know, Ethiopia to Kazakhstan, that's F-G-H-I-N-J. I was thinking Georgia initially, but I was like, I think Georgia touches a body of water on its northeastern side. So the next one was Hungary. I'm like, well, I think pretty sure Hungary's next to Austria. The closest body of water is Adriatic. I don't think it touches Adriatic. So I was like, Chris, what about Hungary? He was like, well, I was thinking Liechtenstein. I'm like, well, Chris, that wouldn't be alphabetical. <laughs> he was like, yes, it is. I'm like, read that again. <laughs> so we locked in with Hungary. <laughs> All right, both teams lock in with Hungary. Team New Hotness, what were your wagers here? We wagered 300 for both on this. All right, and Team Benefer, what did you wager? We wagered 200 for us and 300 for them. Okay, uh, so... Team Benefer got there using logic. Team New Hotness got there using the clue. Brittany, you want to explain that clue? Oh, I do so badly. So <laughs> I don't know if Nick remembers me telling him this at any point, but back in 2020 at Geek Bowl, uh, at the Trivia Triathlon, Nick had a midpoint question about the items consumed by the very hungry caterpillar. Yep. And my team thought that that was a World War II parody of the very hungry caterpillar. So we listed all the countries that Germany invaded and took over. And then come to find out, Nick just misspelled the word hungry <laughs> and actually wanted the items in the very hungry caterpillar, all of which we knew. And here we are submitting a list of European countries and looking like total fucking idiots. And all because Nick just didn't be like, oh, by the way, I misspelled hungry. Like that's incredible. So uh, I had no idea Tim was going to write a Hungary question on this one, but as soon as I saw it and knew who was on this episode, I knew exactly what the clue was going to be because I'm still salty about it three years later. Let let me be the first person tonight to say <laughs> fuck you, Nick. <laughs> uh, we we don't hold three year grudges here at Frenemy. A three and a half, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> He's been holding on to that anger for a very not long time. three years, but three and a half years is absolutely right. okay. And within the, yeah, I do, I do remember that. I do remember that, Brittany. I'm still at the point where I have the same answer for you that I have. Then I can't spell. I don't know what you want from me. In order to, in order to let everybody know that I spelled it wrong, I have to know that I spelled it wrong. So yes, the answer there was hungry. Uh, um, with an with an A, mm -hmm. sure. A, if you say so. Um, both teams did get that one right, but uh, Team Benefer got bit by that fun situation where you can get a question right and lose points with your wagers, so they lose a hundred points while Team New Hotness pushed their points, gaining no ground but losing no ground either. Love it. Our final question in section one is in the category of no crust for me, thanks, which is a music question. Jermaine Fuller, who died in 2002, was the brother-in-law to Snoop Dogg. Fuller's band, the Buckwheat Boys, was responsible for what mimetic song, which appeared in a Flash animated music video in 2001, as well as episodes of The Proud Family and Family Guy? I can 100% lock this in. Excellent. I am on board. Cool. Team New Hotness is locked in. Team Benefer, go ahead and talk out loud. I wish I knew what mimetic. I guess um, meme-like. I guess that's what mimetic means. 
Flat, Flash animated. Yeah, I'm just looking over the wording of the question right now. And um, the only song I know from Family Guy that pops up is the meme peanut butter jelly time that uh oh yes that, uh, no crust does. for me wait oh, yes no, wait, yes wait wait yeah wait yeah baseball bet and i still don't understand what that part i don't know the word i'm hoping we sang enough of this song for y'all to understand we're talking about the peanut butter jelly time song so yes that's our answer the peanut butter jelly time song I'm sorry, Ben. That song is actually known as Sonata in F. <laughs> Sonata in Skippy. <laughs> I was going to say, Ben. I have never you. regretted that this wasn't a visual medium more. <laughs> Team Benefer locks in with the peanut butter jelly time song. Team New Hotness, you locked in quick here. What blows my mind is that. I, I knew this because I, I think I've written this question and I was my my own coming of age was in the era of flash memes, so this is very near and dear to my heart. But when oh, I we're think the of same the age. entirety <laughs> Huh? I said, Oh, so we're the same age. Yeah. Um when I think of of the the vast swath of pop culture that Family Guy covers, I do not think peanut butter jelly time. So I am frustrated that that appears to be the only thing that Chris thinks of when he thinks of Family Guy because that is absolutely the answer. It just it seemed like a weird end. But maybe I have to go back and watch more Family Guy. All right. Uh, Team Benefer, what did you wager here? We wagered, uh, is this right? 300 for us and 100 for them. Yes. And what about Team New Hotness? Uh, 100, 100. Cross the board. All right. Uh, this is uh, peanut butter jelly time. Um, I really just wrote this because it's Snoop Dogg's brother-in-law who wrote the song. Yeah. Uh, and yes, Ben, memetic means meme. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh yeah, as in it went viral for a long time. Um, yeah, I've never seen the music video, I don't think. But it's I've a dancing it. banana. It's, it's a dancing it's, banana. I mean, oh, you basically just saw it when Chris did it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I've seen I've seen the meme. I didn't know that that was a whole vi- the whole video though. But, that was yeah, the whole okay. thing. Yeah, Got masterpiece it. Okay. of cinema. Simpler times. Mm, indeed, <laughs> peak internet culture. Right I was going to say, Aaron, what song do you think of when you hear a Family Guy? Come on. I mean, there's the, the whole episode where Lois is a lounge singer. Um, oh, don't know that there's, one. Anything you know, Sinatra related. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, that's true because of <laughs> Seth MacFarlane. That's true. My favorite song on Family... My favorite song of Family Guys, it was a Christmas episode and Peter's drunk and he run he hits a statue in the middle of the in the middle of some park and he gets out and he goes, Eight baits of milk and seven baits of milk and six baits of milk and five. <laughs> no, my, my, my favorite song of Family Guys. My Guy. instant song from Family Guy is uh 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 can't touch me. Uh <laughs> where he's got the diplomatic immunity. Uh, yeah, the, uh, uh, I, I think the one repeat thing from that over and over and over again is um, I can't remember uh, what's the it's it, uh, it has to do with uh, I don't know. Have you heard 
Do you know what what was? Oh, the the burst word. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm oh, so glad heard? I did not think about that. No wait, but that's in the '60s. That's in the '60s. Yeah. No, so that wouldn't. No, no, that wouldn't have. No, that okay. That might have come to my head, but that wouldn't have been the right answer because of the age. All right, Brittany. We've reached the end of. Tim and Brittany, that's the perfect spot for when Ben says the bird. That's when you (laughs) drop the song in. (laughs) All right, Brittany, we reached the end of the first section. What are our scores? Uh, Well, after that, showing on that question, Team Benifer picks up 200 points and they'll be finishing the section with 1,500. Aaron and Nick pushed their points again, so they will enter section two with 1,900. Our categories in section two are, but Owen Wilson's a Scorpio, which is a science question. Science. Alphabet Mafia icons, which is a history question. And a little less Bill Murray, which is an art question. Go ahead and send Brittany your wagers. But Owen Wilson's a Scorpio. That will be a science question. Obviously. Uh, And speaking of, I've got both teams wagers. All right. So our first question in the category of, but Owen Wilson's a Scorpio, which is obviously a science question. Science. (laughs) What surprising name was given to a strong radio signal detected on August 15th, 1977 by the Big Ear Radio Telescope at the Ohio State University? The signal has not been detected since, but came from the direction of Sagittarius, and for the expected hallmarks of extraterrestrial or- origin. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got the answer, Ben. <laughs> oh. I think we're ready to lock in. Team New Hotness is locked in. Team Benefer, go ahead and talk it out. Yeah. Um, so Chris's <laughs> initial answer was, the fuck? <laughs> F-U-Q, by the way. I would, F-U-Q, I would not spell yeah. it. F-U-Q. Uh, Chris, at no point did we think that was the case. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, um, wow. I um, so we got to take this on the Owen Wilson route. Oh, is there any surprising names? Well, okay. If we do the Owen, he's like, wow. I mean, wow, wow. But can that even be the answer? Hold on. It says the signal has not been detected since. Okay. Hold on. So we go back here. What's surprising name? Okay. If you use, okay. If you use Owen Wilson, Wow even though I do a horrible job of doing that. And then surprises, wow. I mean, could it be, wow. Yeah. Because I don't know right. another saying that Owen Wilson does, except for the 8,132 memes of him going, wow, that are out let's there. Go, let's go with wow. Um, yeah, we're not meaning World of Warcraft, just to let you know. Well, I guess we no, could mean World of Warcraft. We're going with Wow. Yes. I mean, I really don't have a better answer. Yeah, I'm not even comfortable with this answer, to be honest with you. I just, I just, I, I think I, my first answer is probably a better one. But if you're okay, but I don't think uh, Owen Wilson goes to, um, yeah. So, Ben? Yeah. You, yeah. We're locking in with okay. wow. 
All right, I'm trying to talk myself out of it. Never mind. Okay, so wow. All right, Team Benefer locks in with wow. Team New Hotness, what did you say? We, uh, we're happy to cede the remainder of our time to Team Benefer to think their answer over a little longer. Yes. <laughs> we, we've locked already, so. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You said you were going to talk yourselves out of it so you can keep talking. Oh. Yeah. Tell me you I'm know, right. My, my first thing. I mean, that was that was our guess, too. My first guess was Hansel. I'm like, no, idea. And then I was like, oh, wow. Wow was surprising. And then Nick and I said, wow, back and forth with a sort of punctuation to each other for a while. And then I found the GIFs. And um, <laughs> here we are. Right. Yeah. Brittany, I've been watching Brittany. She hasn't stopped laughing for the last minute and a half. <laughs> it's the impressions of y'all just saying, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wowie, wowie, wow. So, Team Benefer, what did you guys wager here? Uh, we wagered 300 for both teams and team new hotness. We also wagered 300 for both teams. Wow. Wow. Uh, (laughs) so the, the answer is wow. Basically they, they detected the signal and like printed it out and somebody just like wrote, wow, like exclamation. and was like underlined and it just became known as the wow signal. Really? Yeah, Damn, right? that's literally what it's called. Then, it's probably the closest we've come to actually detecting extraterrestrial life. The didn't only they just reason confirm we... aliens like a month ago? Yeah, not close at all, uh, other than the biologics that we have in storage at Roswell. <laughs> well, that also, have you seen the state of Florida? let's just be honest here but ben the only reason we got that correct uh, besides a guess and a prayer and all that you know uh, vitamins and all that hulk hogan stuff is you saying the owen wilson part because that and then seeing this and rereading the question seeing the surprise part that's the reason we got that my my favorite part was when i threw it to you guys and you guys just kind of looked at the question and went wow and like didn't didn't register (laughs) Well, I went, well, if you recall, I said what when I first heard it, and then Chris said, the fuck? So there's a couple of exclamations we had to get there. Uh, I did not say that. Known. Just for those this out is, there that... that he typed I, it. This is absolutely known as the wow signal. Yep. Nice. Whoa. And I think uh, the most the most regrettable thing is that after all of that... No points were awarded for that mm-hmm. question. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. In fact, all a wash. Uh, wow. So, no, uh, when I looked up Owen Wilson, because the first thing I thought when I saw wow signal was Owen Wilson and then World of Warcraft, and I looked it up and I was like, Owen Wilson's born on November 18th. I was like, okay, there's no way Owen Wilson's actually a Sagittarius, right? And I looked it up. Nope, he's a Scorpio. But um, it was just too perfect not to use Owen Wilson in a wow capacity. Indeed. Wow. Fair enough. Question number two in the section is in the category of alphabet mafia icons, which is a history question. And this one's a little bit wordy. Before I read it, Brittany, can you click off of there because you're blocking some of the words? There you go. Thank you. What 17th century bisexual opera contralto and master swordswoman was known for her legendary duels and romantic escapades, including joining the convent her lover was forced into and then burning down that same convent? Her exploits were supposedly so amusing to Louis XIV that he pardoned her twice, 
After men she defeated started lying about the identity of their opponent, she began taking personal items from them while they were unconscious and returning them in a very public way. I keep looking at the question thinking it's going to change and give me some answer, and yeah, no. We will lock It's like in. when you go to the fridge. Yeah, Chris, I know where you're coming from. It's so hard to pick from all of the different possible options here. <laughs> uh, team New Hotness, did you say you locked in? Oh, yeah. No, we're, we're, we finally narrowed it down. We whittled it down to one. All right. Team New Hotness is locked in. Team Benefer, go ahead and talk this one out. Okay. The only person I can think of in France is Joan of Arc, and that ain't the answer. No, this For is many, many reasons. Hundreds of years after she died. I'm not <laughs> disagreeing with you, but that's the only, uh, yeah. So, only thing I got, Chris, we got to go with a funny answer here. I think we should go with Xena, Warrior Princess. Although... I'm pretty sure she's just gay. I don't think that she's bi. But I don't have anything better than that. It, it, it could be like some type of royalty that we don't know about from the six, now 16th century royalty. I'm not going to pretend like I know any of those people. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, you didn't like my answer of Nunya? Nunya idea? No, yeah. I don't. No. Famous, no. famous French women. Mm. I mean, Joan of Arc and Marie Antoinette are the top of my list, and neither of them are the right time frame for this question. Or the correct so... answer. <laughs> That's what I meant, Chris. Um, uh, so I'm going to say Xena okay. Warrior Princess. Yeah, well, or yeah, because uh, she had Gabrielle, so sure, why not? I don't know. I'm waiting for the bucket of slime to pour on my head right now. I don't know. Yeah, we're going with Xena Warrior Princess. Team Benefer locks in with Xena Warrior Princess. Team New Hotness. Did you come up with it? So I, I initially pre-called Marsha Marsha P. Johnson, um, and that, then you said 17th century. I actually have a very dear friend here in Richmond who is a she and her husband are fight choreographers, and they were she was telling me about this play because we did a play about this character at the theater right behind my apartment. Um, and she was telling me all about this character and all of the incredible stuff that she did. And, you know, the, the, the fight choreography I'm sure was amazing because Emmy did it, but I did not see the show and I do not remember this person's name. <laughs> oh, no. so, um, while I can personally vouch that everything you have said is accurate, we said Carlos the Jackal, but I did enjoy watching Chris and Ben's buttholes pucker a little bit when they thought it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. You didn't hear it, but mine went. <laughs> Team New Hotness, what did you wager on this one? 200. Both ways? Both ways. All right. And uh, Team Benefer? We did the same thing, 200 both ways. Okay, so I'm not going to try to butcher her real name because uh, I don't speak French, but she's known as Mademoiselle Le Maupin. A.K.A. Julie Daubigny. Sure. Also known as Carlos the Jackal. Do the your jackal. research. <laughs> so where did the Alphabet Mafia part come in? Because she's a bisexual, bisexual. opera contralto. Yeah. It's Alphabet Mafia's LGBTQIA+. Oh, oh, that's a name for LGBT. Okay. Okay. Right. Sorry, got my it. bad. I did not. I, for, uh, I did not know that, but got it. Okay, cool. Sometimes trivia <sighs> can be educational. It is very much so. <laughs> I I learn and feel stupid all the time in trivia. So there you go. Um, 
I do have. I don't want you to feel stupid. <laughs> uh, oh no, no, I do that all on my own. Aaron, if you want to take this information to your friend, there is now a like you can buy the PDF online, but there is an RPG all based all around this woman where you can take oh, on different cool. aspects of her personality as part of the role playing game. That's awesome. Sweet. So, I believe it's called Lamo Pen. So I will check that out. That's awesome. All right. Uh, and everybody pushed Brittany. Oh, yeah. Uh, keeping the math really simple here. No one gained any ground nor did they lose anything. Our final question in section two is in the category of a little less Bill Murray, which is an art question. What webcomic actively published by Irish creator Dan Walsh from 2008 to 2020 featured a singular character against an otherwise characterless panel? Jim Davis commented to say he has read the comic and is flattered by the imitation. Is that an answer, Aaron? No. Imagine there's question marks all over those decks. Okay, instead of periods. Yes. Sorry for the long answer there, Ben. Because, Ben, I'm going to tell you this. There's a forecast going on in Jacksonville, and the <laughs> forecast is thunder. Ooh. <laughs> is that the first? The, the first part of the, the first part of what I wrote is the name of it. Okay, got it. All right, yeah, we can lock in. Yes, Team Benifer is locked in. Team New Hotness, go ahead and talk it out. No, we're using teamwork. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, I heard Bill Murray and thought Groundhog go for Caddyshack something, and then Nick points out that Jim Davis wrote Garfield, and Garfield was voiced by Bill Murray. Th there, there was that nihilistic Garfield that that was around. That it was just, I think it was just like Garfield quoting Kafka and shit, and. That's all I know. Your turn to talk. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, so the, the, we're looking for the name of the webcomic published by Dan Walsh. Uh, the, the only information we have here is Garfield. And Jim mm. Davis said he's flattered by the imitation. It, it could be anything. I mean, nihilistic Garfield, Garfield. is as good, sad Garfield. Any Garfield Garfield is, <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it could be anything. I've got nothing. Other than the fact that it's Garfield related, I don't even know this. But sad nihilistic Garfield, I I'm not aware of the reference. I don't know. I've ever seen the comic. Like I get the concept, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That or there was also the Garfield with Garfield removed from it, which would be a little less Bill Murray because there's no Garfield in it. It's just John talking to himself and slowly unraveling over a period of, of oh he just recreated the comics and removed garfield and the 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 text bubbles of garfield it's just everything in yes. the comic except for garfield yes so it's garfield it without called, garfield like, yeah i think that might have been what it was called garfield without garfield um, i maybe i don't i don't I, know conceptually i love it and i'm all for stealing somebody else's work and removing pieces of it and calling it my own <laughs> <laughs> all right let's let's go with that garfield without garfield all right 
All right. Team New Hotness locks in with Garfield without Garfield. Team Benifer, what did you say? Okay, Aaron once again made my butt pucker. I'm not a fan of that for two in a row. Um, but um, I remember this uh, comic coming out and following along with it and everything like that. And I think there's a pay scale now, so that's why I stopped doing it because I liked it when it was free. Um, but uh, basically, yeah, he took out Garfield and all the panels and recreated every bit of Jim Davis's stuff with this pathetic-looking John um, Arbuckle. Uh, yes, John, that's the character's name is John Arbuckle, but it's so basically it's him talking to nothing there and it's just kind of pathetic. Uh, but the name I remember it was Garfield minus Garfield. Oh, and that's what we locked in. Yeah. So team we'll Benifer see what it is locked in with Garfield minus Garfield uh, team Benifer. What did you wager here? Uh, we wager 100 for each. And what about team new hotness? Sorry, we did too. Okay. So I do have to be a stickler because this is a title. Uh, it does feature a singular character against an otherwise characterless panel because this comic is Garfield minus Garfield. Yeah. Fair enough. That's fair. We wanted That's a Garfield fair. question because we had an orange cat. So yeah. <laughs> That's one of those... Uh, I don't know how you pronounce it, but the ikioit, you know it or you don't? Yikioit. Ben, I got to disagree because Aaron and I definitely didn't know it, and we were we were this close. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you didn't know it. That's so, fair. <laughs> but you got really close. It wasn't a you either know it or you have no fucking clue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you logic your way to close. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. There's I'll some good it. spaghetti. Yeah. They Honestly, were the girls. They were closer than fine. Closer yeah. to fine. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I I think what I learned from this is that I need to send an email to Gary Larson and get an eraser. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. So the Gar Garfield minus Garfield comic, it is only John Arbuckle, and they actually removed every single other character. Oh, is it everybody? Okay, I just thought I it was thought just it was Garfield. just minus Garfield, but I guess but because Odie's he's usually the one. Odie's not in it. Normal's yeah. not in it. Like, no one else is in it besides Good. John. <laughs> normal needed to be punched in the face. All right? <laughs> he needed normal. This is the most aggressive, oh the most aggressive take I've ever heard of a Chris <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I, I need to know more about Bro, this hatred you, for normal. If you think it's the most aggressive take, you clearly haven't heard the, the bonus episode of the sports movie bracket. Sad but true. Somebody, somebody got sent to movie hell. That's, I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> Oh, it was just Scott Barber. Wow. So. <laughs> no, I thought it was Kale. No, it was Kale you sent the movie Hell. Well, Kale deserves yeah, Kale, Kale Sowers deserves Hale. to go to Movie Hell. Let's just be honest here. Uh, let's be it's movie Hell would be an upgrade for Scott Barber. <laughs> That's true. Well, at the end of that round, we actually did at least have some points change. Uh because on that last one, uh Team Benifer is picking up two hundred points. Whereas Team New Hotness lost 200 points, which means both teams enter Section 3 with 1,700 points. It is a tie ball game in that this is trivia. Our Section 3 categories are Crazy Rich History, which is a history question. Melts in your mouth, not in your analogy, an advertising question. And Pandora's Ballot Box, an art question. Go ahead and send Brittany your wagers. 
Okay, Tim, I have both sets of wagers. This episode has had more dancing than any episode <laughs> in front of me history. Because that's as far as everyone knows. <laughs> as far as I know. It's Chris, that's why. Our first question in section three is in Crazy Rich History, a history question. The 1942 Battle of what country, now the second most densely populated in the world, was the site of the largest British hit surrender in history? Is that a scientific term, Ben? Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay, Brittany, we're locked in. Shit. Team Benifer is locked we're in. We're on a podcast and it is being videoed. Do not do that, Nick. Team no. New Hotness, go ahead and talk it out. Uh, hmm. I agree, Aaron, that the, the category points towards Asia. I think I'm not going to get the, and, and honestly, Britain, British surrender points towards Asia as well. Right. Right. Um, I think the most densely populated country is it's something dumb, right? It's like Vatican city. Right, because it's only ten miles, and if there's five hundred oh. people in it, it's like one of the most densely populated. Or like Monaco. Monaco, yes. I think, is number one. Okay, so Singapore, or that... is is Hong Kong? And I I do not know this. <laughs> victim of the American education system. Yeah, is Hong, Hong Kong is not its own country, right? I think it depends on who you ask. The fuck. Uh, yeah. I mean, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Hong Kong is not according to most people, but Singapore is according to most people. Um, I learned about the nine dash line a couple weeks ago because okay. it appeared in the Barbie movie in a very yeah. comical way, which is amazing because like they knew enough about it to include it, but made it a parody of a th very cool. Oh, anyway, yeah. um, I mean, I, I think you're I think you're right. Densely populated points towards itty bitty. Um and I'm I'm fairly certain Singapore is technically a country. And if I'm wrong, Nick at Trivial Warfare. <laughs> lodge your complaints. Uh, I I will agree with your logic. I have no love it. I have no argument against Singapore. So why not go for it? This is the best partnership, and we wagered. Uh, we're not there yet. Three. We're oh well. Thousand. Team New Hotness locked in with Singapore. Team Benefer, what did you say? Yeah, when you started with um, Crazy Rich History, I was like, okay, Crazy Rich Asians. I'm pretty sure that movie was set in Singapore. And I was like, but is Singapore a country? And I told Chris, I know it's a big ass city. Um, and I'm, I think Scientific it's a, like term. a city state. Yeah, I think it's a city state, like probably yep. the last city state in in the world. So we also went with Singapore. Both teams lock in with Singapore. Team New Hotness, what did you wager here? Uh, we wagered three hundred on us to be super smart, uh, and two hundred on them to not. And Team Benefer, what did you wager? Yeah, we, we wagered. Did, uh, yep, two hundred both sides. Okay. Uh, so the, the most densely populated country in the world is Monaco at 19,000 people per kilometer. Uh, Vatican city, which you mentioned has 924. They're seventh on the list. Uh, number two at 8,019 people per kilometer per square kilometer is Singapore. 
Yeah. Good job, Ben. And the Good Battle job. of Singapore was Britain's largest surrender in history. All right. And you said, so all right, all right Ben, there's one. 924 per square kilometer. So there's 924 people in the Vatican. Pretty much. That's, that's and what that's, they're that's what that basically is. all men. Yeah. So. And men um, in tights. Tight tights. <laughs> yes. They will kick your ass. Roam around the forest looking for fights. Fights, fights, fights. Yeah, isn't the Pope's army like trained in like a couple dozen martial arts or something like that? The Swiss Guard the Swiss is Guard? one of the yeah, most yeah. One of the most uh, well-dressed armies, I think, in the in the world. <laughs> Probably. Uh, but Team New Hotness's wager that they'd be super smart uh, paid off because they picked up 100 points. Team Benefer pushed their points. So we have a slight lead. We have a, a lead in that there's no longer a tie. So. All right. Next up in the category of melts in your mouth not in your analogy an advertising question advertising john lovitz is to billy west as john goodman is to what actor all right we're we're locked in team new hotness is locked in team benefer talk it out so i'm, I'm not 100 sure. is the yellow one right yeah jk simmons is the is the yellow one um Billy uh, Billy West is the red one, and Billy West also plays uh, um, the main character in Futurama and a bunch of other like mm. animated series. I mean, just dude is ridiculous. He's in a lot of stuff. So yeah. I just don't understand the John Lovitz to John Goodman part of it. I think they were the original voices. I think John Lovitz was the original Red Eminem. Oh, really? I think this so. Is news. This I know is the voices change. Okay. This is news to me. I just, like I said, if we're using that as the analogy, then I'm completely good with it. Um, I was just well, thinking, is it from it, like a TV show or, or you know? I don't I mean? know what other possible angle we could attack this from. I mean, it's okay. got to be M&Ms based on the, you know, Melt based on mouth. the clue. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't have a better answer and I can't wait to hear what the thought process around the question is. So, yeah, let's, let's lock in J.K. Simmons. Yep. Give me pictures of Spider-Man! <laughs> A.K.A. Team Brian Benef Nash. Uh, yes, Brian Team Nash. Team Benefer locks in with uh, J.K. Brian Simmons. Nash. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Team uh, New Hotness, what did you say? Uh, it, it is so funny to listen to a train of thought that's that absolutely ridiculous and out of left field. Uh, contrary <laughs> to what the two of them just said, the conversation that Aaron and I had was, uh, Billy West is a voice actor. He's Fry in Futurama and like everything else. Um, so which Eminem was John Lovitz? Red? <laughs> Wait, was this a red and yellow original? Okay, if the yellow was red and yellow was originally Lovitz and Goodman, does that mean it's now West? And who's the name of the yellow one? Oh, wait, we know. We're locked in. Brian Nash is the our answer. <laughs> <laughs> so you locked in with? J.K. Simmons. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, team Benefer, what did you wager here? We wager 300 for both teams. And team New Hotness? Uh, we wagered 200 on the good guys and 100 on the bad guys. Ooh. Okay. Uh, well, you figured everything out. John Lovitz is the original red M&M. Uh, he was the red M&M when John Goodman was the yellow M&M. 
Billy West, who is the voice of Fry in Futurama. And I think he did Doug and Doug and a number of other things is the current red M&M and the current yellow M&M is Brian Nash's doppelganger, J.K. Simmons. (laughs) I thought about trying to work a Brian Nash clue in here a little bit, but you guys got there anyway. (laughs) That might be a little too insider baseball too. So, I mean. Oh, I I think it stopped being insider baseball the the second that he told other people. But I did recently learn that, Chris, you were the one who originally pointed it out. So... (laughs) It, yeah. it lives on. In fact, he actually, when he was up in town last time, he was talking about, it. he's like, yeah, he's like, my team has won a round about candy. So I want to do like a round that has like different candy themed questions, but aren't really about the candy. I was like, please do a, an M&M commercial where you read it as the yellow M&M. And he was like, <laughs> so, that's awesome. Yeah, That so, is so good. Um, it lives on. Uh, and speaking of living on, both teams live on, but Team New Hotness is picking up 100 points again, where Team Benefer pushed their points. So going into the last question, Aaron and Nick have a 200-point lead. We pushed our points? I thought they said that they gave us 200 points on that, and we did 300 or something. Well, they said good guys and bad guys. but <laughs> I can see, Chris, why you would associate yourself with the good guys. um i i asked Brittany in the middle of this question if it'd be rude to uh start eating some peanut (laughs) m&ms because i do have them within arm's reach and i told her that they're in r2 which probably confused her except i keep my candy in this really big r2d2 figure that has a yep very nice I used to have that one. You've sent me a picture of the R2 before, so I knew what you meant. (laughs) He's where I keep my candy. Fair. Whoa, 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 whoa. And your plans to the Death Star. (laughs) The Death Star? The Death Star. Our final question in Section 3 is in the category of Pandora's Ballot Box, an art question. Shepard Ferry is an American artist who designed the iconic red, white, and blue Obama campaign poster, which originally featured what single word printed in large letters across the bottom? Ben, I think we can lock in. I think I heard Team Benifer lock in, so uh, Team New Hotness, go ahead and talk this one out. Nick was busy Googling the answer and didn't see my suggestion. I think it's hope, Um, assuming that is the question is asking about the the Obama ad, it was right. the, the poster, the word under it was hope. I, I didn't know if it was a riff on something else or not, but um, hope would be my guess. Yeah, it's it's probably, I think suck it is two words, or at the very least it's hyphenated. Yeah. So I think hope mm-hmm. is, uh, is probably the better answer. <laughs> I, I don't understand either. So we're just going to lock in with hope and pretend the last 15 seconds never happened. Okay, Team New Hotness locks in with Hope. Team Benefer, what did you say? We also said Hope. All right, both teams saying Hope. Team New Hotness, what did you wager here? Uh, We wagered 100 on us and 300 on them. All right, and Team Benefer? Uh, Uh, We wagered 100 on both. 
Okay. Uh, the answer here is hope. Uh, the clue there being Pandora's ballot box, uh, because all that was left in the bo- in Pandora's box, box was, was hope. hope. Oh, nice. Well and done. The reason it did say original in there is because there were other posters that Shepherd Fairy made. One said change, and one said progress. So, just to narrow it down to the original one, I did want the hope. So, uh. And I hope you're not upset by the fact that you lost 200 points there, Team New Hotness. Uh, so that means going into Section 4, both teams are back at 1,700 to 1,700. Amazing. <laughs> That's fantastic. Our categories in Section 4, our final section, after which we will crown a winning team to head to the individual round, uh, regardless of whether you have points left or not. Uh, Our final categories are Burn Rubber, Not Brulee, which is an awards question, Bye Bye Bye, which is a business question, and Things No Longer Acknowledged in Florida History Books, a history (laughs) question. Oh, God. Wow. There's so much. There's so much. Here Here we go. That might be my favorite category right there. That's fantastic. I do think while they're discussing, I do think I might um, respectfully yoink the this category and just do a whole category like this for my next game because I like to do things that you didn't learn in school categories <laughs> every now and then to educate people. So now this it's going to be things to, you yeah. can't learn in school? Yeah, <laughs> if you live in Florida. <laughs> things no longer acknowledged in Florida history books. <laughs> there are still only four oceans. Four. <laughs> no, and two continents. Yeah. <laughs> you guys learned about two continents. And Tim, I do have both teams' wagers. Okay, so let's dive into this final section in the first half. First up in the category of burn rubber, not brulee. Joel Robuchon held the record for most what in 2016. Robuchon's record-setting accomplishments spanned from Bangkok to Vegas to New York City to Paris to Monaco, among other cities. I think I like my answer better. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do you have any thunder on it? A, a little bit. Okay. Some some thunder. Okay. We can lock it in. Team New Hotness is locked in. Team Benefer, go ahead and talk it out. All right, Ben. I just asked you the question. Is that due to Chef? He sounds chef Uh Sounds familiar. Yeah. I do and think then, it's something to do with cooking. Okay. And so you have, uh, uh, you have Bangkok and Vegas and New York and Paris and Monaco. So that sounds like places that restaurants would more than likely be in. So what what are cooking awards? Um, um, well, you have Michelin stars, but okay. Talk to me, Goose. So Michelin stars are awarded to you know super high end restaurants, and those cities would all have restaurants that would be you know those are the types of places you would go to eat at a Michelin star restaurant. Okay, but right. the the category is burn rubber, not brulee. Oh, dang. So I'm thinking that... Are you thinking it's my wife's tires that she just bought? Because <laughs> we were talking about well, that at lunch today. 
is she didn't well she drives like a grandma doesn't she or does she drive fast no she drives know. like a grandma 100 percent grandma it's not relevant to this question that's um, well except for she did buy michelins it was not good years like i originally that's well so there you go that so then it is somewhat re- relevant so um, i can think if we get it right so i can Burn think Weber, michelin tires yeah. i'm gonna say Mich- yeah he has a record he held the record for the most michelin stars in 2016 okay cool uh I that. that's yeah i like that answer have you ever eaten at a restaurant with michelin stars by the way ben i have nope. not i don't even know but where they are at, yeah but then I eat a Tijuana flat, so there is that. No, there is that. So Team Benefer, you're locking in with? Uh, held the record for the most Michelin star awarded restaurants. Okay. Most Michelin stars awarded. Okay. Uh, and Team New Hotness. So, Chris, to answer your question. Nick didn't like my answer of drag race. Yeah. He, he, he does not have the most drag race wins. He's only got the one. Uh, is that including and RuPaul? That RuPaul so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Chris, to answer your question, I have eaten at a handful of Michelin star restaurants. Well, uh, that's how you roll, Nick. Yeah. Most recently, I ate at a, a Michelin star, three Michelin star restaurant, which is the most Michelin stars you can get for a restaurant in uh, Las Vegas uh, at the MGM Grand. The name of that restaurant, it was named after the chef. Uh, uh, named it after himself as a French chef named Joel Rubichon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So Mr. you've had practical Mr. experience with this. Holy crap. Yeah. Mr. I have a little thunder over here. Well, I, see, I, know, I mean, I know he's a French chef and I know that he well, has a three Michelin star restaurant. I don't know what record he holds. Aaron, right? You're saying little thunder. Maybe you're not talking about the question, you know? <laughs> so, so, so what I did you lock in with? Uh, he has the most Michelin stars in 2016 was what we like. Okay. Both teams locking in with holding the most Michelin stars. Uh, team New Hotness, what did you wager here? I told you I didn't remember. 300 for us, 200 for them. And Team Benefer, what did you wager here? We wagered 200 for both teams. Okay. Uh, well, Team Benefer, you almost talked yourself out out of the correct answer <laughs> i was so worried uh, but at 31 in 2016 he had the most michelin stars of any chef oh wow uh, in, in 2016 he had 31 total across his restaurants he's got like 20 restaurants so when you divide them up it's not that impressive It's a little impressive. Man eats at one of the restaurants. It's like, it's not that impressive. Dude, so. I mean, come on. Waffle House is at least one star. Mm. <laughs> the Waffle House rating is an entirely different system. <laughs> <laughs> Waffle yeah. House gets Michelin tires as their <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which are coincidentally the same company that award the Michelin stars. Uh, and speaking of awarding, we can award 100 points to Team New Hotness on that one. Uh, going into question two, we have a score of eighteen hundred to seventeen hundred in favor of Nick and Aaron. And Aaron, the the next Michelin star restaurant on my list that I desperately want to attend is a uh, it's a food cart in Singapore. It's just like some guy on a street corner with a food cart, and and Michelin gave him a Michelin star because the food is that good. Wow, that Singapore just jumped up to the top of my travel yeah. list. Well, especially because it was a question in the last round. I hear it's pretty dense. <laughs> <laughs> Food, the population. Like my head. 
Okay, our next question in the category of buy, 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 a business question. Before achieving the first successful flight on their biplane in 1903, Wilbur and Orville Wright owned and operated what kind of shop? You could still visit the shop in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, we can lock that in. Yep, lock that sucker in. Do we dare three, two, one this? Do you guys do that on this show? I, I didn't hear one on the last episode. Okay, I didn't hear it on the episode. Pub trivia experience does not do that because they have a really bad history of it going back to episode two in which uh, Chris uh, three, two, one Alfred Hitchcock as directing Psycho or Stanley Kubrick as directing Psycho. Oh, uh, Yeah. Uh, so that's a running joke from episode two, but we do it here on occasion. So if we want to, I'm, uh, I'm game. Let's sure. do it in three, two, one. Bicycle. Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we said bicycle. Okay. And I, I was going to answer queen because all I want to <laughs> do is bicycle. Mm. I want to ride my bicycle. I can ride my bike with no handlebars. Uh, <laughs> oh. The same song. <laughs> I, I'm aware. Team Benefer, what did you wager here? We wager 300 for both teams. And what about Team New Hotness? No, wait. We did not do 300 for both teams. Oh. That's what I have. Oh, is that That's what, what you okay. said. Oh, never mind. Crank call. All right. And Team New Hotness? 200 for the good guys, 100 for the bad guys. All right. And the answer obviously is a bicycle shop. And I'm just going to take this moment to, uh, I'm, I'm from Ohio. I live in North Carolina and I take umbrage with North Carolina having first in flight on their license plates because everything about the flight, except the actual flight was in Ohio. Uh, we were the first in flight in Ohio. Isn't that why you had the birth? Isn't it why birth of flight is on y'all's birthplace of aviation? But yeah, North Carolina had nothing to do with no it. No one wants they had to fly in Ohio, into Ohio, so North Carolina wins that battle. Yeah. Tim, they didn't do any of the math in Florida. I can guarantee you that. But that's where the space shuttle went. <laughs> Wait, what about Texas? Are you saying there was math in Texas? <laughs> yeah, no, that didn't work. <laughs> Oh, All right, Brittany, well, where are we at heading into the final question? Well, stop me if you've heard this one before, but Team New Hotness picked up 100 points on that one, whereas Team Benefer pushed their points. So that means we go into question 12 with a score of 1,900 to 1,700 in favor of Team New Hotness. Okay, our final question, after which we will crown a team winner in the category of things no longer acknowledged in florida history books a history question inherit the wind a 1960 film based on a 1955 play of the same name is a fictionalized portrayal of what 1925 event the film stars spencer tracy as henry drummond and frederick march as matthew harrison brady both fictionalized versions of real life lawyers Uh, you seem very confident about that, Aaron. And since I don't have a yeah, yeah, especially clue. since she's a freaking lawyer. Yeah, I, it's the intersection of law and theater. I no, got this. Okay, we're locked in. Uh, team New Hotness is locked in. And what about Team Benefer? Talk this one out. All right, well, Chris. Ben, it's kind of funny because guess where I stayed last week? 
I stayed in Sa- I stayed in Salem, Illinois, the uh, home of William Jennings Bryant. And okay. William Jennings Bryant, uh, besides failing to run for president for three separate times, was also one of the principal characters in the Scopes Monkey Trial, which is what Inherit the Wind was based off of. Okay. So, if I'm looking at the question correctly, they're I believe they're asking for the Scopes Monkey Trial. Okay, let's go with that. And again, the only reason I know that is because Salem is a very small town, and they're super proud of William Jennings Bryant, and his crap is everywhere. Got it. This. Yep. Okay. I'm. I agree with your answer. I have questions about the Scopes Monkey Trials. I think I may be misunderstanding what it is, but I agree with your answer. So let's lock it in. Okay. And I'll ask my right, questions later. Enough. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So team. Benefer locks in with Scope's monkey trial team new hotness. You had this apparently before Brittany pasted it. Yeah, it like I said, it's the intersection of law and theater, which are two of my jobs slash interests. Um, it is the story of these the dramatized story of the Scope's monkey trial, which was where some poor schmuck tried to teach evolution. And uh boy did he learn not to do that. All right, both teams locking in with Scope's monkey trial team. Benefer, what did you wager here? Uh, we wager 100 for both teams. And Team New Hotness. <laughs> so we wagered 100 for the good guys and 300 for the bad guys, which, if I understand the scoring correctly, means we're back at 1,700. <laughs> like, okay, so here's the thing. We have never had a tie on Frenemy at the end. And we're messaging each other like, fuck, we have to come up with a tiebreaker. What do we want to do? So I had the idea of... You know how y'all break ties on your show where you throw people into a rousing game of rock, paper, scissors? Sure. We're going to make y'all do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're, we're, right. we're, we're going to have to do that because yeah. this is unprecedented. Uh, the answer is Scope's Monkey Trial. Oh, right, uh, yeah. Things no longer acknowledged in Florida history books would be evolution. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, specifically the Scope's Monkey Trial. Uh, I, I had a feeling actually Aaron was going to get this one quick as soon as I said lawyers, yeah. uh, but little inside baseball. Yeah. Uh, and, and apparently Chris, I, I thought Chris was going to say a holiday in express. That's exactly what I thought he was going to say. No, 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 it's just, it is hilarious that you chose the one event that I literally spent a full week in that town that William Jennings Bryant grew up in. And like I said, they have so many little markers and everything. I, I, I played disc golf at William Jennings Bryant park. So there's that. Okay. Uh, so what we're going to need is each team to designate one player for rock, paper, scissors. Lizard Spock. All right, Ben, this is all about you, bud. All right. All right so we're going to do Nick versus Ben. We're going to do one, two, three, shoot. Uh, okay. So we go on shoot and the winner will move on. Uh, this this makes for rousing. Uh, yeah, we'll do best two out of three. But this makes for rousing podcasting right here. <laughs> right. Right. Hey, look, honestly, this is the best part of trivial warfare. When there's a tie at the end, there's, there's no question about that. I have right. no idea. That's how we break ties. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, right, your own show is lore. Like a year and a half. All right, no all, right all right, all right, all right. Nick all right. and Ben, is, no, no, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Before you get into that, I, I'm going to make a confession here because it's it's hysterical to me that Aaron doesn't know that that's how we break ties. I built into the score sheet, 
at least the original one, because we're on version nine now, I built into the score sheet. If there is ever a tie in the final things, the Google Sheets, it lights up different colors and starts flashing rock, paper, scissors at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously, obviously I was saving that as an Easter egg. And obviously you've never seen it in 18 months of blasting around with the sheet. So uh, I'm going to give that away now. (laughs) Probably broke that aspect of it. I'm sure it doesn't work either. But yeah, we had fun (laughs) programming that in. Nick and Ben, we're going to do best two out of three, and we're going to go on shoot. So it'll be one, two, three, shoot. Ready? One, two, three, shoot. All right. right. Nick goes rock. Ben goes scissors. So Nick wins round one. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, he got me. Nick goes scissors. Ben goes paper. All right, so we've reached the end of the first half, which means that our advancing players are Team New Hotness. That is Nick and Aaron. Our losing team is welcome to stick around as we and serve as a peanut gallery and lament on how much better they would have done if only these questions had been in their round. And we'll be moving right along to round two right after these messages. Hey, trivia lovers. Want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered. Streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating. Is this a common phrase in your house? I thought I told you to clean up. Do you ever say this to your kids? Would you like some cheese with that wine? At the end of the day, do you find yourself thinking? Is waning. Then we have the music you need. Sanity is Waning, the debut EP from the Dad Bods. Coming August 29th to a streaming platform near you. Find us on Facebook or visit us at dadbodsmusic.bandcamp.com for more information. And here we go with the second half where we have Aaron facing off against Nick, the surviving members of Team New Hotness. Both players are going to start with 1,000 points because they didn't score enough to uh, divide their own scores. Uh, so instead of 850, you're going to start with, off with 1,000. And uh, the only uh, as a and as a reminder, the only difference between this round and this first round is that once one player locks in, that triggers a hard 30 second timer for the other players. Uh, Chris and Ben, you are welcome to provide all the color commentary you want. Just don't give away any answers. Uh, and obviously, trash talk Nick. <laughs> I was just going to ask, is anybody literally rooting for Nick to win? Maybe his wife? Maybe? I, I, no, she's definitely not. There's no <laughs> chance that she's rooting for me. I'm rooting for me. Brittany, okay. who was it who came all on right. the show and said that literally their wife cheers against them was that paul i no i think it was luke no who was it i think it was the luke and said their wife was actively rooting against them it may have been paul actually yeah i think it might have been paul who said that 
his wife actively roots against him when he plays trivia or it, does it sounds anything. like a ball response to be very honest with you so sarah and i have played in the same fantasy football league for over 20 years um and uh at, at one point along the line as always happens in fantasy football leagues uh we got accused on a trade of colluding with each other in order to make one team or the other better somebody said you know sarah's just trying to get nick to win and then everybody laughed and laughed <laughs> <laughs> our first three categories in the second half and today's numbers are 420 which is a literature question those damn halogens which is a science question and tim blah blah's a hit which is a music question go ahead and send Brittany your wagers i see what you're i, I see what you're laying down all right i smell what the tim is cooking here now I'm sad that I'm not playing in this one. Like these you are the play better rock paper scissors. I'm serious. <laughs> he, they totally are stealing our shtick, man. Literature, halogens, and music. This round was written for Ben. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wrote the clue categories, but I didn't put those questions in that section of three. So there was no way I wasn't including a those damn halogens question when it was on the show. I respect that. All right. Tim, I do have wagers for both players. All right, then let's jump in with our question in. And today's numbers are 420, a literature question. In a short story by Shirley Jackson, what specific fate awaits the winner of a series of lottery drawings? Locked in. Aaron's locked in. Nick, you've got 30 seconds. Um, is this the one where they lose the ticket? Uh, no, that's a different short story. The climb in the balcony. I, I don't know. Shirley Jackson, what fate awaits... Uh, all right, I'm going with this as a Logan's Run. I, I'm not aware of it, but I'm going to associate it in my head with a Logan's Run kind of thing where the, the lottery winners are killed. All right. Nick locks in with killed. Aaron, what did you lock in with? They get stoned. 420, stoned. Also, um, I've read the story multiple times. I think it's available. I think it's in the public domain and it's, you know, creepy. I don't think that should count because I don't think he was specific enough, if you ask me. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. wait. So they just get stoned. Nothing happens after that. They don't get stoned, maybe two something. <laughs> By the way, this is the perfect merging of two songs. First, you have Miss Jackson. And then everybody must get stoned. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Aaron, what did you wager here? Uh, yep. 300 for me, 200 for him. And what about you, Nick? Uh, I went way different, obviously, because Aaron and I haven't been wagering exactly the same the whole time. So I went 300 <laughs> for me and 200 for her. Oh, no. Okay, so Aaron locks in with being stoned. Nick says being put to death. I'm going to go ahead and give both players credit on this one. The actual answer we are looking for is that they were stoned to death uh, for winning the lottery. Technically, Aaron didn't say anything about them dying. 
So and you I don't know anything about stoning. <laughs> well, then I think giving yeah. points right. to both teams makes sense. Nick, have you ever <laughs> been stoned before? And I mean, in the biblical <laughs> sense, and not in your like little uh, "I'm eating the gummy" sense. In the biblical sense, uh, yeah, somebody's thrown a rock at me before. And you can't live a lifestyle like, like I have without getting a rock or two thrown at you. <laughs> that's true. I feel like being stoned, like the phrase stoning, kind of implies the outcome. Yeah. You don't have to say to death. That's redundant. I, I accept the answer begrudgingly. So have you the, have the, you the, the ruling? Have you read a year of living biblically? No. No. It's it is a great book. Uh, it is by. Hold on. Do we cheat him Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Shirley Jackson. Uh, <laughs> it's by AJ Jacobs, who who's written a couple of books that are really interesting. Um, but the year of living biblically is he literally lives his life word for word on the Bible um, for a year, doing everything that you're supposed to be doing. And he has one one chapter where where uh, he's sitting on a park bench trying to figure out how to stone an adulterer, as you are supposed to do per the Bible. And like he starts talking to this guy who's sitting next to him, and he and he, he's like, "Oh, you look really pensive. Like, what are you thinking about?" And he goes, he tells him about the experiment and what he's doing and writing the book and all the other. And the guy goes, "Well, I'm an adulterer. Are you going to stone me?" And he goes, "I didn't know what to do, but I immediately picked up like a piece of gravel off the ground, threw it at him, and ran away." <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to stone somebody oh. to death. <laughs> points all around uh Brittany, what happened here uh well both teams picked up 100 points that's okay. what happened here nothing. nothing happened that's what happened no i mean and it didn't I change mean, a lead or anything but it did the, you know the change the values didn't change but you guys did both gain points score uh next up in our category of those damn halogens which is a science question science which element number 117 is the heaviest and only halogen named after a U.S. state? The real question is, does Ben know this? Of course I know this. I know all the damn halogens. I'm locked in. <laughs> Nick is locked in. Aaron, I knew the last seconds. question, too. I'm mad. <laughs> oh, you're allowed to say you're mad verbally. We encourage it. You can trash talk us as well. Sorry. Let, let's mad. give Aaron 30 seconds. It's either it's either California or Tennessee or Tennessee or whatever, and I want to say that 117 is going to be fairly recent, and Tennessee is also fairly recent. So I'm going to lock in with ten, tennis, Tennessee or Tennessee. I don't know how specific you want me to be, but it's named after the great state of Tennessee, which contains a city that has a life scale representation of the Parthenon. That's a callback. I was at the Parthenon three days ago. The real one. Was a couple years ago. Yeah, cool. the real one. Oh yeah, I was the one in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> and and just for clarification, Aaron, we do need the element name. So what are we going with here? Do do, do um ten tennis Would you rather spell it? I, I'm I'm gonna need an answer. Alex is flipping a coin. Oh. Tennesseenium. Tennesseenium. Okay, Nick. Sure. What did you lock in with? I also said Tennessean. Ten Tennessean. Ten Tennessean. <laughs> if it's California, I'm going to riot. So, <laughs> so you locked in with? 
Tennessee. Okay. Uh, ben, what's the answer? <laughs> answer is Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee is the correct answer. Uh, Alexa, she fucked me. How is it? How- <laughs> Brittany, is it spelled the way That's I spelled all? it? There's no um, chance. No, you definitely spelled it as Tennessean, but you uh-huh. did say Tennessean, which is how the halogens are named. So that's why yeah. we had to be so specific with Aaron. It's like S E A N Tennessean. It's it's I N E. No, yeah, like like bromine. Yeah, I N E. Nick, what did you wager here? Uh, I wagered uh, two hundred on me and three hundred on Aaron. And Aaron, what did you wager? Well, shit, I wagered 200 on me and 100 on Nick. And the answer we were looking for, as Ben so eloquently put it, is Tennessee. Brittany, what happened to the scores there? Well, uh, some dynamicism happened. Aaron lost 300 there. Nick picked up 500. That's a big swing. That is a big swing. I'm no longer having fun. On three letters. (laughs) Right. All right, our last question in section one is Tim Blah Blah's a hit. And today I think we're going to do, let's do a little bit country-ish sounding. Uh, Name this song and artist which spent two weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in 1990. Up in Memphis, the music's like a heat wave. White lightning bounded, drive you wild. Mama's baby's in the heart of every schoolgirl. Love me tender leaves them crying in the aisle. I still call that Tim Eeyore's a hit. Honestly, you should redo that and have Chris murder the hit. <laughs> I destroy a hit, thank you very much. Oh. Ben murders the hit. That's what you're right. All right, I'm locked in. Damn it. Nick is know. locked in. Aaron, you've got about 30 seconds. Yeah, I was just typing um, the obviously wrong answer of this kiss by Faith Hill because I wanted to lock in something to force Nick to panic, and that didn't work, and I got it wrong. So that's fun. Uh, So you're locking in with? This kiss by Faith Hill, which is wrong. Okay. And Nick, what did you lock in with? I I decided to use my phone a friend for this one. So Ben, what uh, what's the correct answer? <laughs> it's not I how this know. game works. <laughs> uh, if you call I, me, I, you're not getting the right answer. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm being serious here. Um, I'm using my phone a friend, Chris. What's the answer? <laughs> <laughs> I, I award you no points to make God have mercy <laughs> yeah. on your soul. All right. Uh, I, I didn't have any idea. I saw, I saw Memphis. I locked in with Walking in Memphis by Mark Cohen. Okay. Uh, and uh, Aaron, what did you wager here? Uh, 100 for me, 300 for Nick. And what about you, Nick? 100 each. Okay. Uh, so this song uh, is Black Velvet by Alana Miles. Yep. And that mm-hmm. little boy smile. Yep. And that cool southern style. Yeah. Or slow southern style. I don't know. It's a well, new religion that'll bring you to your knees. Yeah. Black Velvet. This is on my karaoke list, but I haven't done it enough Please. for those lyrics to jump out at me. Yep. Damn it. Uh, yeah. So neither team got that one right, but Aaron wagered well on that one. So Aaron is picking up 200 points off of that. 
And that means we go into section two with a score of a thousand to sixteen hundred in favor of Nick. Our questions for section two are every time I'm offered pie, I try a little, which is a math question. Oh, damn it. Colin's <laughs> favorite dinosaur, which is a language question. And I'm wishing for a better role, which is a movies question. Go ahead and send Brittany your wagers. Dang, Ben, we could have crushed some crap in this. I was going to say, this is, it's like it's written for you two. Well, we would, we would have been playing against each other, so. It yeah, but have been a least... lot of wild swings in the score. <laughs> it's more interesting that way. Okay, Tim, I've got both players' wagers. Okay. In the category of every time I'm offered pie, I try a little. What function is defined as being equal to the opposite side over the hypotenuse and is defined the same way in a unit circle, provided in that case that theta is greater than zero, but less than pi over two? I need a piece of paper. Fuck. <laughs> Language. You can't use GIMP. I'm locked in. He's sleeping. Oh. Aaron is locked in. Nick, you have 30 I seconds. I gotta find a piece of paper. Here's the question. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, the sine is equal to the opposite over the hypotenuse. So I'm going with sine. Nick locks in with sine. Aaron, what did you lock in with? Yeah, I, I grabbed my piece of paper, which is right next to me because I'm a professional and <laughs> wrote Sukatoa, which I remember is the only thing I remember from high school trig. And it led me to the, uh, the sine is the opposite side over the hypotenuse. Or opposite, whatever the fuck you said. Sokotoa, <laughs> isn't that the word engraved in the tree at Roanoke? The Roanoke, yeah. <laughs> Suck it to me. No, it's not. <laughs> Just in case there's any confusion, that is not the word. No, it's uh, that's that's Croatoa. That's Croatoa, yeah. Uh, I know that because supernatural. Uh, not to be confused with Krakatoa. Which, Which is, is what I say mountain. when I stub my toe on a coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's crap on a cracker. <laughs> oh, I hate myself for laughing at that. <laughs> so, uh, Nick, what did you wager here? I don't know. Was that the first question? Yes. Uh, I wagered 100 for me and 200 for Aaron. And Aaron, what did you wager? I wagered 300 for me and 200 for the other guy. Uh, Chris or Ben, did either of you know this one? Heck no. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> Of course I knew it. <laughs> okay, so as Aaron uh, explained, the word Sokotoa, sine is opposite over hypotenuse, cosine is adjacent over hypotenuse, and tangent is opposite over adjacent. We were looking for sign here. Uh, both teams are getting this one correct. I need to call my high school trigonometry teacher and apologize. <laughs> yeah. I have no uh, idea what any of that means, but I do know the word so can well, Both teams mm -hmm. made like ace of base and saw the sign, but only one is gaining <laughs> points off of that one. So, uh, Aaron, you pick up 100 points. Nick, you lost 100 points. That seems oh, like a joke that was written with the question. It was not oh. actually. I just kind of came up with it. I came up with it while y'all were talking out your answers. And I was like, oh man, I could have made an ace of base clue here. 
I, I, I'm more impressed that it was off the top of your head because it seemed like it was written in advance. Brittany is yeah. excellent at making puns on the fly. It's my entire purpose of being on the show. <laughs> Our second question of the round is in Colin's favorite dinosaur. Peter Rogette printed, promulgated, and circulated the inaugural premiere original archetypical edition of which book on April 29th, 1852? Locked in. Aaron's locked in. Nick, you got 30 seconds. I'm supposed to be talking here, aren't I? I was like, you were yes. sitting so still, I was worried you were frozen. <laughs> Let's... Uh, a book by Peter Rogette from 1852. I, 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 I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, I need an common answer. Sense. <laughs> Nick locks it with common sense. Aaron, what did you say here? Well, I, I clued into, I mean, Roger, Roger, I don't know how you pronounce it, but I, that name tickled a little bell in the back of my brain. And then when you used uh, multiple different words that all mean the same thing, I clued on the fact that this is probably the guy who wrote Roger's thesaurus. <laughs> His the, look on, the look on your face is, is so much joy I'm, such a well it's such a well-worded question oh that's a good mm -hmm. question thanks I, I i feel like with more time i would have been able to think that out but uh yeah yeah sure would um, have <laughs> unfortunately you, you didn't what'd you wager uh points Definitely points. Uh, 200 for me, 300 for Aaron. And Aaron, what did you wager? 200 for me, 100 for Nick. Okay. So Colin's favorite dinosaur is a the thesaurus. Thesaurus. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Colin's being the Scrabble dictionary guy. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, boo! <laughs> this is amazing. I've been waiting yep. for someone to boo me on my puns this entire time. Apparently, we just needed to have on Nick way earlier. So it took thirteen <laughs> episodes to boo that you. Not the lesson to take away from this. Uh, but Aaron picking that one up, and with Nick's wagers, we have an 800-point swing because Aaron picked up 300, and Nick lost 500 on that one. Wow. We... And I think that means a lead change. It does. I was just going to talk about it after the next question, but yeah, Aaron is now in the lead. Hey! It won't last. Don't worry. <laughs> Aaron suddenly having fun again. Uh. <laughs> Our last question of the section is in the category of I'm wishing for a better role in movies. Adriana Casalotti was an actress who originated what role in 1937 and then, due to her contract with the studio, played very few, mostly uncredited roles thereafter. I'm, I'm locked in. Nick is locked in. Aaron, you've got 30 seconds. Blah. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um... It's interesting that there is a studio contract that prevented this person from um, doing more things. I mean, wishing for a better role takes me to Peter Pan. I don't, I don't know if that is um, that old, but I, I would guess Tinkerbell is what I was going to type out before Nick went and locked in. All right, so you're locking in with Tinkerbell. Yes. All right, and Nick, what did you lock in with? 
That is so much of a better answer under the time crunch than what I came up with on the last question. I also went Disney. I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty sure Casaletti is Snow White. Oh. And Coach 38. Nick, what did you wager here? Uh, I wagered 300 points on that one to Aaron's 100. And Aaron, what did you wager? One for me, three for him. Okay. Uh, so basically the reason the uh, her contract prevented her is because the way it was quoted to her agent is they didn't want to shatter the illusion of Snow White. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind wow. of a real shitty thing. She kind of never really did a whole lot after. There's a couple of things where she like reprised the role or she was uncredited and stuff, but they they really just didn't want anybody to recognize her voice. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's Snow White. And so that brings so us to Snow the White? end of section two. Yes, yeah, Snow White is the yeah. answer. And uh, yeah, and the clue was... The song that she sings at the wishing well where she's like i'm wishing <laughs> so or whatever because i'm not adriana casalotti or even close uh but so uh yeah so we were just at aaron with 1400 to nick's a thousand but after that question aaron lost 400 nick picked up 400 so we're now at aaron with a thousand and nick to 1400 going into our next section cool wow yeah a, a complete flip on that last question. <laughs> yeah. This is wild, these swings. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I think the most we've seen is a thousand, but theoretically, mm -hmm. you could have up to 1200 on a single question uh, if you bet 300. 300, all the way 300 right to 300, 300 wrong. Yeah. Yep. Uh, section three, your categories are spill it, which is a food and drink question. Kid friendly, Joe Cool approved, which is entertainment, and a royal flush, which is science. Science. There he is. Thank you. Ben, what you got on TV? Um, I'm finally getting around to watching um Chi Town Thunderfist. Oh jeez. <laughs> starring starring Will Dennison. Starring Will Dennison. He's yeah. uh, he's a big boss in a black exploitation movie. So gotcha. looking forward to it. <laughs> At least I, I maybe I shouldn't categorize as I don't think it's quite black exploitation, but it's in this it's in that genre. In the genre, yeah. It's black exploitation adjacent. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna call it that until I see some hoes. Now if I see hoes, it's black exploitation for sure. Oh, it's Will. There's going to be hoes. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, it's gonna be hoes yeah. I don't even know what I'm thinking. Well, it's because it's pantyhose. <laughs> oh, God, Chris. Damn it. <laughs> Who let him on the show? <laughs> oh, you know, I was going to make that right. joke earlier, and then I remembered I very specifically asked you to schmooze these people in Jacksonville to get them on the show. <laughs> Chris, I swear to God, you're the only married virgin I know. God damn it. <laughs> How is that even possible? That's the whole reason why you get married. Uh, Tim, I have, I have wagers for both players. Okay, so in the category of spill it, a food and drink question. Camellia sinensis is a species of evergreen shrub whose leaves and buds are the only true way to make what product in which Turkey and Ireland lead the world in consumption per capita? Moroccan. 
Aaron's locked in. Nick, go ahead and talk it out. 30 seconds. Uh, the, the one thing I don't think you counted on was I think I submitted before, just as you were saying that I'm in. So I don't need the 30 seconds. Uh, when I think uh, evergreen shrub and you think Turkey and Ireland, I immediately went to liquor. Um, I went to tequila first for some reason because I think like agave. Is That's a, green, a good answer. Like a green shrub, but I, I I ended up. You should lock in with that. I ended up on juniper, and that's gin. So I went with gin. Okay, Nick locks in with gin. Aaron, what did you say? I kind of went through the same analysis. Um, you know, evergreen shrub, leaves and berries. It's not what you use to make Guinness. It's not what you use to make um, Turkish coffee. It's not what you use to make poutine. It's made out of potatoes. Um, it's what you use to make. Well, gin is a is a liquor that is made out of berries and leaves from an evergreen shrub. So I said gin. Okay. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, Nick. What did you wager here? Uh, two hundred for me, three hundred for Aaron. And what about you, Aaron? I don't know. An orange cat is now sitting on the <laughs> three hundred for her and two hundred. Just whatever it was last time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, so nobody getting points. Uh, nobody getting credit on this one. Uh, huh. Camellia sinensis is more commonly known as the tea tree oh, turkey oh. and ireland lead the world in consumption per capita of tea oh. hence the spill it we're both idiots. more than monica you spill the tea spill the tea uh, yep mm -hmm. oh, that seems that's so a good question wrong. yeah <laughs> <laughs> the turkey and ireland lead the world in tea consumption Chai is so popular in India and Eastern Asia, and there's, yeah, but so there's a people. lot of people there. But per capita, yeah, per capita. Mm -hmm. When yeah, I lived in okay. Ireland, we—I mean, there would be days when I would drink five or six cups of tea a day because it was just there was no coffee there, and it was just how we functioned. You're telling me that forty people in Vatican City don't drink tea? <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> Uh, so, Brittany, what happened to the scores there? Uh, what happened there was both teams got it wrong, uh, but Aaron lost 100 points where Nick picked up 100 points. That doesn't seem like it should be. I'm happen. telling you, I'm going to win this game based on betting. <laughs> yeah. Certainly not because yeah. you know anything. At some point, Aaron's going to like actually switch up her wagers, and then you won't know what to do. <laughs> no, you don't know, Aaron, if you think that's going to happen. <laughs> Question two in section three is in the category of kid-friendly, Joe Cool approved, which is an entertainment question. While it is now Nickelodeon-themed, the theme park within the Mall of America originally was themed to what character her who first debuted in 1950? Locked in. Aaron's locked in. Nick, you've got about 30 seconds. Uh, why do you know about the Mall of America? Why don't you? Uh, okay. So the theme park in the Mall of America is run by the Knox family from Knoxbury Farm. Uh, what was the year in the question? Read the question. 1950s. Nickelodeon uh, was cartoon themed. Cartoon Cartoons from the 1950s. Shit. Underdog. <laughs> You're locking it with underdog? Sure. 
All right, Nick locks in with underdog. Aaron, what did you lock in with? Sure. So I was just texting Brittany to say that mostly what I'm doing is just locking in with the first thing that pops into my head to fuck with Nick, but I'm actually pretty confident that I know this. Um, you're right. It's owned by Knott's Berry Farm and Knott's Berry Farm, and I'm probably going to fuck up the lore on this, but I believe Knott's Berry Farm was one of the first uh, theme parks to license a character, and the character they licensed was Snoopy. So it was Snoopy or Peanuts. Oh, that's themed. a better answer. <laughs> ben and Chris, did yeah. you know this one? No. But also, I didn't hear the question because I walked away from it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That does make uh, it a lot harder to answer. So, so kid friend, uh, sorry, Nick, uh, Aaron, what did you wager here? Um, he's still there. Uh, 200 for me, 100 for Nick. And Nick, what did you wager? 300 for me, 200 for Aaron. All right. Uh, so kid friendly Joe Cool approved. Snoopy. No, you weren't talking about cigarettes. No, that's Joe Camel. Yeah, my brain's going. That is so good. That is so so good. Uh, So, Brittany. Uh, well, Tim, uh, Aaron got that one right where Nick missed it. So we have a lead change again because Aaron picked up three hundred and Nick lost five hundred. Going into this next question, we do have a score of twelve hundred to a thousand. That makes at least, by my count, the third 800-point swing. Yeah, fourth, including the, uh, yeah. The the original one. First round, yeah. Um, Our final question in Section 3 is in the category of a royal flush, which is a science question. In 1596, Sir John Harrington designed the forerunner of the modern flush toilet, installing one in Richmond Palace for which British monarch who was his godparent? I do need the Reginald number as well. Reginald. Reginald number. Chris, are you, are you, are you placing any bets on who's going to come out the winner here? Uh, I am not because whoever I bet for would lose because I have never won a bet in my life. Bet on Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ben? Uh, no, I, I don't have any bets either way. Um, the way these Ben's wages asleep are swinging. right now, anyway. Ben's asleep right now. So. I am asleep. But also, uh, yeah, the way the wages wagers are going right now, it's, it's, it's really tough to call. Yeah, it really is. This is because you can miss every contest. question, but if you wager properly, you can win. Like that's it's wild. Uh, yeah, just about. I mean, your opponent would have to miss a lot of questions too, but because if you got one, I'm gonna lock in. Aaron, did you say you're locked in? I am. All right, Nick, you got unit. thirty seconds. All right, so fifteen ninety six, fifteen ninety six, right? That was the year. That is so close to Henry VIII. As as a matter of fact, I think that is Henry VIII. So, and you're looking for a number, and eight is a number. I'm going with Henry VIII. Nick locks in with Henry VIII. Aaron, what did you say? I did. I did the thing where I just said a random thing to get Nick on the clock, and I said Henry the First. And now I'm kind of bummed that I didn't guess Henry the Eighth because that would have been an actual good guess. <laughs> All right. Nick, what did you wager here? Uh, this is the set first, second. Which question is this? Third first question. Three. Third question. Uh, 100 across the board. And Aaron? 100 for me, 300 for Nick, which I am regretting. I'm not. 
you shouldn't be. Um, neither of you got mm. this right. Ah. But uh, Aaron, you at least got the number right. This is actually Elizabeth the first. Oh. Oh. What uh, year did she take over? Uh, in the 1550s. Oh, Henry VIII died in 1547. Uh, fine. Uh, <laughs> but I... I have to share this because I, I ran a similar question at my live game Tuesday night. And while doing the flavor text of the question, I mused, I wonder if this is why we call toilets the John. And I just looked it up. It actually is because it's named for Sir John Harrington. It's why they call a toilet the John. So, uh, Pretty sure I learned that in Men in Tights as well. That's what Patrick Stewart said at the end, right? Yeah. Well, I thought they named that after, I thought he was saying it was named Prince after John. King John. Yeah. like Prince John, yeah. <laughs> Prince John, yeah. Prince yeah. John. Pony King uh, of England. God, I love that movie. <laughs> Such uh, a good movie. Uh, all right. So, Brittany, how mm-hmm. are we looking? Uh, well, we are all looking great, or most of us are anyway. Uh, but on score-wise, Aaron and Nick both missed that one. But due to smart wagering, Aaron picked up 200 points, where Nick just pushed. So going into the last section... We have a score of Aaron with 1,400 to Nick's 1,000. Oh, boy. And after these three questions, we will crown our best frenemy for the week. In theory. uh, Unless we have another tie. (laughs) Or you record another episode. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can still be for this week because we only release uh, one a week. Our three categories for the final section are which team are you, which is a TV question. A polarizing decision, which is a theater question, and the goat, which is a sports question. Sportball. Thank you, Chris. Uh, but Tim, I do have the final sets of wagers for both players. Okay, well, let's finish this game up. Our first question is in the category of which team are you, which is a TV question. Dean is one and arguably the worst of the boyfriends of Rory on what show set in Stars Hollow that ran for seven seasons. The show focuses on three generations of women and their relationships with one another. Locked in. in. Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Both teams are locked in. Nick and Aaron, you want a three, two, one this? Sure. Sure. Three, two, one. Stanley Kubrick. Gilmore Girls. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, put, I, put, <laughs> I said I put Gilmore Girls. If I didn't know better, I'd say Nick just says Stanley Kubrick so he can hear what Aaron says <laughs> and then take that answer. I wouldn't be screwing up the three, two, ones if I hadn't already submitted my answer. To mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Aaron, what did you wager here? 300, 200. And Nick? 100, 200. Okay. Uh, <laughs> This was Gilmore Girls. Both teams were correct on that one. And uh, Aaron picks up 100. Nick lost 100. So going into the next question, we have a score of 1,500 to 900 in favor of Aaron. Need another one of those 800-point swings here. The door is closing, but it's still open for Nick. Uh, As we head to question two, which is a polarizing decision in theater. Per a quality stage direction in Act 3 of Shakespeare's A Winter's Tale, what creature pursues Antigonus offstage, causing pandemonium and bringing about his demise? Yeah, I also already sent it to Brittany. Um, shout out to, uh, Ask a to, to Neil. <laughs> shout out to what? There? Shout out to 
Neil Neil Fisher um, has or had at some point in his bathroom in his apartment a, a, a Shakespeare poster that included the exit pursued by Bear, and that's the only thing I remember about it. Um, but that, and I don't even like that. Just for whatever reason, that line is inextricably tied to Neil Fisher's bathroom in my brain. So thanks, Neil. All right, Aaron locked in with Bear. Nick, what did you lock in with? Uh, a bar of ivory soap. Shockingly enough, I saw the same thing in Neil's bathroom. And uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I typed in a bear uh, uh, almost immediately. Uh, yeah. Brittany, shame on you for setting up a Shakespeare question in this game. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know who I. I mean, I wrote this to be silly because uh, it is a koala tea stage direction and panda monium. Um, and uh, polarizing and polarizing (laughs) (laughs) because I needed to write an unbearably punny question (laughs) Uh, but both teams did get it right Tim right? they did get it right (laughs) you want to ask them about their wagers? oh didn't didn't I? okay Uh, Nick what did you wager here? Uh, it's a theater question, and it's Aaron. I bet three hundred on me and a hundred on her. And Nick, uh, Aaron, what did you wager? Two hundred on me and a hundred on him. I tell you though, those right answers are really worthy of a pause. Uh, hey. Oh, hey. Hey. I couldn't resist. I couldn't well, resist. Very grisly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, you guys, these jokes are just unbearable completely. All right. <laughs> we said that one already, Chris. <laughs> Pay Look, attention. Keep the fuck up. Ben man. woke up from his hibernation to groan at that one. <laughs> right, exactly. Man, Ben is just a bunch of poo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not, yeah, nice one. Nice one. Well, a bear shit in the woods and. Both teams picked up points on this one, and Nick closed up the gap a little bit. So going into our final question, we have a score of Aaron with 1,600 and Nick with 1,100. And yeah, technically, this is still anyone's game. Yeah, Aaron, I'm going to need you to get this next one wrong. I'll see what I can do. Our last question is in the category of the GOAT, a sports question. Which Olympic gold medalist and Wheaties box icon recently returned to competition in her sport, completely dominating the 2023 U.S. Classic? She scored over five points more than second place, meaning she could have fallen once in every event and still won. Locked in. Nick is locked in. Aaron, for the last time, 30 seconds. Oh, it's Simone Biles. I needed to, sorry, I needed to see the question, but yeah, it's, it's Simone Biles. Aaron locks in with Simone Biles. Nick, what did you lock in with? Simone Biles. <laughs> Nick sounds <laughs> defeated. Uh, and because Aaron, he what, is. And Aaron, what did you wager here? I don't know. Uh, 100 for me. Well, 100 for me, 300 for him. And Nick? 200 for me, 300 for her. Okay. <laughs> I actually uh, gained points on that somehow. No, you didn't. <laughs> I no, you didn't. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, I told you he's bad at math. I told y'all. <laughs> you guys know this one? Or did they not even give you a chance to think um, about it? No, I, I probably could have gotten around to it eventually. Um, I didn't know that she returned to competition after the whole debacle she had with the mental health crisis right before the Olympics and stuff. The, but the, What was it called? The spinnies? The... Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. The twirlies or yeah. something? The twisties. 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 Yeah. Twisties. Yeah. Twisties. Yeah. twisties. 
Twizzies? So Twizzies yeah. is a is twiz, Twizzlers is like an ice dancing thing. Twizzles, mm-hmm. Twizzles is an ice dancing thing. I think so. Different. The sport. article I actually read about this called "Her Return to Gymnastics: The Beyonce Album Drop of the Sports World." <laughs> wow! <laughs> Amazing! Wow! And this was, of course, Simone Biles, which means we have reached the end of our game. Brittany, let's get a score update. Well, Tim, let's not. <laughs> well, Tim, Aaron did actually lose uh, some points on that one with her wagers. Nick also lost 100 points on that one. But that does mean we are ending our game with Aaron at 1,400 points and Nick with 1,000 points, making Aaron our winner. Wow. And Aaron gets the win. Nick's clapping the begrudgingest clap. It was your creative wagering that got you over the top. <laughs> I've seen Nick's face wagering. way too many times coming yeah. through on my chat screen tonight. <laughs> we have reached the end of our game, and Aaron, you are our best friend of me of our uh, for this week. Uh, before you go, we want to give everybody a chance to plug everything. So we're going to start with our winner, Aaron. Oh boy, um, you can find me and the rest of these knuckleheads on Trivial Warfare. Um, rarely all in the same frame, so this has been a ton of fun. And thank you guys for getting us all in here. Sorry, we kind of podcasted all over your podcast. <laughs> oh no! Um, <laughs> Ew! I got some I on my we- shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I host a weekly game in Richmond, Virginia at the Ardent Barrel Room. You can find me on social media at Orange Cat Trivia. I will also be hosting an Orange Cat Trivia game at SporkleCon in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I should start writing that game. <laughs> um, so come see me there. If you're ever in the area, come say what up. Um, hit me up on social media. It's mostly cat pictures because we all love those. And our runner up, Nick, what do you have to plug? Uh, honestly, with the foursome you have here, I think it's going to be weird if you don't get four pro- promos for uh, the Trivial Warfare podcast. It's uh, 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 a lot of fun. I'd be shocked if most of your audience isn't already listeners to the show. But if you aren't uh, and you enjoy trivia podcasts, which you obviously do because you're listening to this one, uh, check out Trivial Warfare wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I host every once in a while, so it's good occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I was like, once in a while, so it's good <laughs> most of the time. Uh, exactly. Uh, and let's uh, turn this over to Ben. Um, you know, so Aaron said that her social media is mostly cat pictures. And I'll tell you, there's no better way to get people to your social media page than to tell them that you have pictures of your cat on it. So that's really, really good advertising. Um, nobody got that joke okay whatever maybe just maybe it's just me i'm staying on brand uh so yeah cat scan (laughs) damn it chris chris also staying on brand damn also uh everybody plug trivial warfare i'm a recurring host on that show um i also have my own youtube channel um called lean on 6s that's lean on the number six letter S. And right now I'm in a probably going to be a 47 part series with Nick's wife, Sarah, um, talking about how Dave Ramsey is wrong about everything. It's it's financial. matters. <laughs> so you can catch me there. And um, like I said, I'm a recurring host on Trivial Warfare. You can catch me there. Right. No, it's, I, I want to prom- uh, promote Ben's show as well with my wife, because if it's even half as entertaining as the amount of laughing I hear out of the uh, the studio where she's recording. Uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. Plus, 
uh, it'll validate her abandoning me with the children night after night. Just to talk to them for a couple of hours. So. Oh my god! Go watch oh. the show. Yeah, starting rumors already. Ben ran over. <laughs> no, I was just hearing that uh, Nick doesn't like his kids. So, got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and last and certainly most, Chris. And last and certainly most. Okay. Yeah, uh, not anyway. least. Oh, okay. Least. There we go. Um, yeah, actually, um, again, everybody's talked about Trivial Warfare, and I appreciate it because I am um, happily. Um, I am I'm not on the show as much anymore, but I'm happily still one of the creators of the show and just so honored and appreciative of everybody that listens um, to that show, as well as just all the amazing trivia shows that have kind of um, become and, and come to be because we created it. So uh, Jonathan and I created it so many years ago. And so um, but just also um, thoroughly have enjoyed my time here. And just so I want to say thank you for that. And I, I really and truly appreciate it. And uh, also, if you get the chance, um, hug your friends, you know, um, friends are definitely the family that you choose. And um, even Nick, hug Nick next time you see him. Why not? He doesn't Please like his kids, me. but he may like you. <laughs> so there's that. Anyway, but th- seriously, oh, Nick, he'll hate it. Seriously, uh, thank you so much for having me on. This was a lot of fun. We want we want to thank you guys all for being on. Yes, uh, this this show was kind of, for lack of a better description, a bastardized love letter to the triviality and the trivial warfare and all of those shows that have kind of popped up. And I love li- listening to Trivial Warfare every every week. Uh, so thank you guys all for coming on. It's been a lot of fun. You guys have provided a lot of laughs. I'm surprised my kid is still asleep across the hall because <laughs> these walls aren't that thick. Um, but we want to thank you guys for having, uh, for coming on. For having us. <laughs> I almost said We want to thank y'all for putting up with us. <laughs> so, you know what, with, ha- with all the podcasting all over the podcast, we do want to thank you for having us on our own podcast today. <gasps> Spider-Man. <laughs> That'll do it here for us at Frenemy Trivia. Make sure to follow us at Frenemy Trivia on Twitter and Instagram. And I think we're on threads now as well. Uh, You can also find our sister shows, The Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology on your favorite podcast app. Join our Discord, ptebb.com slash Discord. Or support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ptebb. If you can't swing it, we completely understand times are tough, but you can still support us by subscribing and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast app. For Frenemy Trivia, I've been Tim. I've been Brittany. I've been Chris. I'm currently Nick. I've been Aaron. I've been Ben. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. As long as you don't expect right answers, I think we're going to be fine.